What's up, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the Club app, the number one platform for DJs to build their career online. Today, we have DJ Russ, who's going to tell us an amazing story of his journey in the DJ industry. DJ Russ, can you please introduce yourself to the people where you're from? Hello, world. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia, North Philly. My stage name is DJ The Rhythm Master Russ. Um, I call myself The Rhythm Master because at the time I was hitting like three or four turntables and I would, I would all make it sound as one record. You know what I mean? Basically three, you know, three turntables and then make it sound like it's just one record. So let's begin, shall we? I was born in West Philadelphia in the projects called West Park Projects. And um, that's where my mom and dad, we should, they used to listen to a radio station called um, WDAS, which I think is one of the best radio stations in the world, but besides mine. <laughs> but yes, um, they was listening to WDAS and they were listening to the oldies and things like that. And, you know, I would hear it and I would dance with them and things like that. So that's how my musical growth or flow began. Um, but I found my identity in North Philly. Once I moved to North Philly to my mom's crib, you know, cause my parents had separated. And so we went with our moms after we stayed with my dad a little bit, me and my brother, Jack. So I'm in North Philly and I was going to Strawberry Mansion School and this group, this dancing group came along called the Pop Along Kids. And they just wooed us. You know, they was doing that electric slide thing before Michael Jackson now. Michael Jackson was not the one that invented that moonslide, but he perfected it. But anyway, they did their thing. They was doing all types of things. And me and my crew, or the people I was hanging with, we was like, we're going to form our own group. So we became uh, Flash, the, Flash, the Flash crew. You know, somebody said the Flash crew, and we all agreed with it. And, you know, I was the breakdown, man, you know, because I... I always say now that I am hip hop. You know, I done did the uh, the dancing. I done did the graffiti. Um, definitely still doing the DJ. Um, and I even rhyme a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm not as good as these youngins, but I can, I got a little flow. <laughs> you I know, so, That's I truly know. amazing, man. So, so many talents, very young age, you got started. Mm -hmm. All about the culture, you know, you do it all. And um, that's so mm -hmm. amazing. What do you think kind of inspired that to happen? And at what age did you first start getting involved with the hip hop culture and the industry in general? I would have to say in 1979, um, it was a, a DJ on um, WHAT radio called um, well, I think her name was Wendy Clark, but no, we call her name is uh, Lady B. A lot of people know her as Lady B. And she was um, hitting a song from Trouble Funk, pump, 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 pump me up, right? And at that time, there was no techniques, no belt drives, no nothing. It was uh, the high five set my mom had with the push button and the, the turntable on the right hand side. And so, as she was playing a song, I would hit pump right with her. Like, you know, as the beat on, I'd be doing my little pump, pump. And that's how I began, you know, from um, a stereo set to a component set. Then the um, the bell drives came out. Then after the bell drives, it was a direct drives. 
So I started from a little nothing. You know, I could jam off anything, a tape deck, uh, component sets. I used to have two component sets on the side and take the earphones and slip it in one of them while I'm queuing that up, the other one's playing. I scratched with that one, put it in the other one. It was amazing, man. You have to see it to believe it. Wow, man. But, uh, That's super awesome, man. And, and what age was this? What age, just to get context of how old you were? Yeah, I was about 16 years old when all that happened. And then um, that's when Grandmaster Flash came out with Wheels of Steel joint. And that just changed everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, I am one of the pioneers in hip hop. I was jamming at little centers around my way in Philadelphia. And I, you know, I was known as that DJ, but I was a poor DJ. I couldn't afford, you know, the stuff that other people was getting, you know what I'm saying? And um, maybe help me to be humble like I am today. And we have this man, this run for way, you know, and he blessed me with his equipment. Me being of God, I've learned to accept my part in it. I tell people this all the time. I didn't have a man figure in my life to tell me how, to show me how to be a man. You know, I had a father, but you know, he was living his life and I had uncles and I guess they was living their life. I had um, old heads in the street. No one pulled me to the side and said, this is how you should do it. And so I learned from the streets. And when you learn from the streets, you bump your head. It took me 52 years to get it, you know, to get it. So once me and my wife broke up, I, this is a true story. I, I, I cried and I told God, I said, make me out of the man that you intended me to be. I said, I know I'm better than this because I'm skillful. You know, I can do carpentry, music is, is all that. Everything I put my mind to, I can do it. So I can be that, not saying Jay-Z, but I can be like them. I can be like um, DJ Khaled, Clue, and all the rest of them dudes. Some of them, I'm better than them, you know? And this is competition, that's all. You know, ain't nothing, no shots at anybody. But, you know, I come from the 70s, you know, and we DJs, we just friendly competition. So, but I'm better than them, some of them. Um, and I just say that my thing is, I'm gonna take that better back. Once you become a master, it's like that Chinese philosophy thing. You know, the five deadly venoms, you got the snake, the, 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 the this, the that, the that. Once you become a master, then there is no better. It's like Jazzy Jeff, he's good in his shit. But if me and him was jamming together and it's my turn to perform, I'm gonna woe the people too. I'm gonna get them jamming too. I'm gonna do them in my way and cash money and all of it. So, you know, I'm gonna take that better shit back. It's about, once you reach that line of uh, mastery, you can't take nothing from another DJ cause we all can rock. So, yeah, so um, as life went on, I did I got the divorce and I asked God to change me. And that's when I made the move to Atlanta. Um, I came here with nothing, with, seven, with uh, $98 of food stamps. Um, my laptop, my um, external drive, and I had some, a lot of CDs left and stuff like that. Shout out to my homeboy, Mike Mike, uh, Michael um, Edwards. He lived here and he was like, no, nah, Russ, I'm not going to let you just throw all your stuff away because I was going to throw all of it away. 
just keep my, as long as I had my computer in my external drive, I was good because I knew I could rebuild. And um, he held my stuff for me. He really did. And he put it in his garage and he held it. And I went to a shelter and I just, I wasn't afraid of being in a shelter because I have been in shelters before in Philly and, you know, doing my ups and downs with the drugs. And so um, I knew that I could get my resources. I can learn the city of, Philly, I mean, of Atlanta. I, I can learn where to go, who, who to mess with, because, you know, they got resources there for those who are homeless. Um, so from there, I, um, I came, I was in the program, I'm trying to remember it. Um, ready labor. It's, it's like um, ready, ready, willing and able in Philly, but this one is called here is ready labor. Yeah, labor ready, something like that. And so I knew that I had to stop some things that was hindering me from achieving the next level. That means drugs, that means drinking, that means smoking uh, cigarettes, all that. Because I knew I didn't want to fool myself. If I wanted to still do those things, I could have stayed in Philly and just rotted away, you know, and I would have died. But I was willing to make that commitment. You know, my family was just distraught, you know, because of my drug habits and things like that, my choices. So I started from the beginning because I said, hey, everybody else doing them. My ex-wife, she, she moved on. Why not? Why can't, I can't move on. So I did it. And I went to Atlanta. I went to the shelter. And there was um, things against me. You know, people, see, the devil is real. Negativity is real. And when, you're, when you uh, have a conscious contact with God and you're trying to do the right thing, those negativities going to come. But it comes from jealousy. I'm a happy dude. I'm a cool dude. I try to look out for everybody. They kept coming at me because, you know, you know, it's the devil. People don't know why they do some things. You know, it's the, the enemy knows. He's trying to knock me off my path. But I stayed straight. I stayed real. And I stopped doing these things. And I started to realize that, wow, I can go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and get a bucket of chicken and still have money in my pocket. At that time, when I was doing drugs, it was going like... I would make like 300 at a party and within seven hours I was broke from, from doing the wrong things. You know, so I started to see that, hey, this life on this level was cool. I could keep money. I could do me. You know what I'm saying? I could take a woman out and still go to a fancy restaurant and still have money and have money in the bank account. I never had a bank account. So um, those things started to happen for me. And I, uh, I, I was loving it. And within seven months, uh, the negativity tried to come through the, uh, the people at the place I was at. They started to attack me, but they didn't know I had a plan B and a plan C. See, I didn't tell them everything. I went out and got my own job. They didn't even know. So when they had, it, it happened like one of these counselors said, they didn't believe that I didn't go to a, 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 a NA meeting or AA meeting. They thought I was lying. They judged us like everybody else. Everybody's not the same. So he told me, you didn't go. So I want you to write. I will go to my meetings all the time. He wanted me to make uh, five pages. Like I was some kind of kid. Like I was some kind of, you know, 
I took that seriously. Cause I'm trying to do the right thing. I said, I ain't right nothing. I said, cause he just came, he don't know me. I said, I ain't doing nothing. So he said, uh, if, it, if it's not done over the weekend, when I come Monday, pack your stuff. I said, I ain't doing nothing. So what I did was, <laughs> I went and called, I went and got a hotel at the airport. Cause I never slept in a good bed, you know, for seven or eight months. I, I, I ordered some pizza, I uh, got some soda, and I had my little girlfriend come up, and I just enjoyed life for that weekend. And that Monday came, they didn't even know. I had money already saved with them, plus I had money saved in the bank. Then they was like, well, you you, you, you can't graduate because you won't have a job. Yes, I do, I work at the Marriott. Oh, they was fucked up after that, see. And my message to that is, you gotta stay true to yourself. It's gonna be things that people gonna attack you and you, you ain't gonna understand it. But if you prepare, for me it's God. And I know at least all these religions the people do what they do and I'm not trying to throw that on people. All I'm saying is there is a God. And for me, I just stayed with him and he just opened doors and opened doors. And I, and I can't even explain it, but I knew it was him. So they had the gas face. They was like, oh, this guy got a job. Oh, can't do nothing but to let him go. Yes. And then I was on my own. And then with that, I still had to deal with life on life situation terms because even in the work workflow, you got motherfuckers there that got some shit with them, you know? Ass kisses or whatever you want to call it. Or I don't know, but it's just some shit going on. That's life. And God helped me to deal with it without saying, fuck it. You know what I mean? Or oh, this person is, and I dealt with life on life terms. So with that, I started building my equipment. As you can see, I started building a little stuff and you know, and I've been back, but now I'm just, I have my own now. I don't have to, to depend on nobody. And I do me, I got my radio station called Brother Master Radio online. Um, right now my business is doing well. I had did a, a public announcement on IG and Facebook, like I had sell CDs. I do the USB drives and man, people just was calling me from all over, Washington, Philly, Arizona. Oh, Russ, we need that, we need that. And I just believe it's God because I had, you know, made a decision to stop smoking weed in, um, in January. I said, that's it, it's over. Cause I had, I had a little bronchitis, but it's gone. It's a better, way better now. But that said, that's it. No more smoke. And I believe once I did that, God said, "Now you're ready, and, and it's coming." And I'm happy. Like, even with this interview, I mean, hey, I couldn't have seen this or whatever I seen it from. I couldn't have seen it, and it would have never happened. But I just feel as though it was an opportunity for me to share my story, to uplift people, and then let them know that hey. No matter what you're going through in life, if, if you're true to yourself and true to God or true to God and true to yourself, it's going to be all right. You know what I mean? It's going to be all right. So, and that's where I'm at today with it, man. And, you know, DJ Russ, I'm still striving. A lot of people don't want to put me down, but my time is coming. <laughs> and it's, it's not about people putting me down, really, um, Dale. It's just about me doing me. Shout out to Do The Bug from Pickable uh, Planets. He showed me a lot of love you know, and wanted to take me on tour, but I didn't have a, a passport. So, you know, it's all good. And, and shout out to people that do, you know, respect me and we do some things.
So. Awesome, brother, man. This was a truly amazing story and, and you were very vulnerable and open and honest with the people about your story through the struggles, through the hardship, through everything that you've gone through. And this story has touched me and I appreciate you being on this podcast, man. Um, I would love for you to just talk about, you know, some advice that you have for any DJs out there that are thinking about getting started with their career as a DJ and, and some things that you've learned throughout your journey of struggle and, you know, what would they, what should they do um, if they're ever in a situation where it's tough and they just don't know where to go next? Well, first of all, I would say be humble. I've noticed a lot of DJs are talking about, oh, you're using the sync button or you're doing this, or you're doing it, or you're not a DJ, a good DJ, because you don't do turntables. You're doing a controller. Don't fall into that. You know, it's about the people. It's about rocking them. The people don't, as Jazzy Jeff said, the people don't care about what we're doing behind the scenes. All they want is good music. You know, it's the, it's our fellow DJs that's hindering us about what they who they feel as though is a DJ and who's not. Rock. It's about the music. It's about the people. It's about spreading that, that that flow. You know, don't get caught up into that. As a young DJ, I would just say, you know, you got the best of the world because you got the internet. We didn't have the internet, so we was paying. Man, I spent so much money on records. It's crazy. And and being a cut DJ, you got to buy two of every one. So that was money, man. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, you got the internet, you got these record pools, and you can get the flavor. I would say don't limit yourself to one style. I mean, to each his own, but I know some DJs that say, oh, I'm just doing 90s hip hop, or I'm just doing R&B, I'm just doing this. I do everything. I, I consider myself a musical master. I want to touch everybody. If it's a bar misfit, tell me what you need. I'm going to do it, I'm going to have it. If it's a... Uh, Mexican, tell me what y'all like, and I'm gonna look it up, and I'm gonna get it, and we gonna rock. I do it all. I'm like uh, what R. Kelly said, the Pied Piper of music. That's me. You know, I touch everything from from um, African house and everything. Wonderful, brother man. Appreciate you being on the show. We're gonna jump into the lightning round now. Are you ready? Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Right now, I have the uh, Pioneer DJ DJ S Z two. Um, I don't do the Apple thing. I, I, I like, uh, you know, other brands better than Apple. Apple try to charge you much. So I, you know, I'm, I'm still a poor DJ. <laughs> so yeah, external drive and um, turntables in the mixer or um, the controllers, I would recommend. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Um, DJ Lightly Rich from um, North Philly. Cash Money and Jazzy Jeff on the same level. Those three. What has been your favorite party or event you DJed at and why? Um, I would have to say old heads doing an OD party because the older adults, they do not get into being on the wall or looking or fashion. They we just jam, you know. We get out there and we soon we hear it. Boom. Like me and my man, we, we don't care where we at, what city. Once that music hit, we in the middle of the floor. Boom. Then once they see that, they see that flow, that flow everybody else going to fall in line. Get out yourself. Yeah, but I like oldies, older people. Yes. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Mm. 
I must real quick. The most interesting DJ that I have met. I'm gonna have to say Cash Money. I'm gonna have to say Cash Money. DJ, DJ Cash Money. What's one thing that you hate about live streaming as a DJ? That they um keep cutting us off. You know what I'm saying? This whole copyright shit. We helping them. We helping the artists. Like, I don't want your music. I just want to play this shit. That's, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I hate about it. Yeah. And uh, shout out any DJs you know personally whose story needs to be shared on the My DJ Story podcast. DJ Smitty from Harrisburg. DJ Freddie Fred from North Philly. It's a lot of them. But yeah, those, I mean, we are the unsung ones. Smitty not unsung, he all right, but Smitty, you know, we, you know, I met him when he was young and we battled and I had to put it down, but we became good friends after that. <laughs> but Smitty's doing his thing right now. So yeah, I would say Smitty, Freddie Fred, and um, any unsung DJ that's in North Philadelphia band that needs to be heard. Awesome. I hope to have them on the show. And where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Well, online, you can find me on Facebook at DJ Russ. Um, and you can find me on um, Instagram, DJ Russ. You can hit me up on Twitter, DJ Russ 6. And um, right now with this pandemic, I, I, I'm open to do events, you know, because I stay maxed up, as you see, when I came on. I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. But I'm open to do events. Right now in Atlanta, it's very scary. I see a lot of brothers not wearing a max and you know, just crazy, man. Maybe because they're young, they feel as though they can fight it better than us old heads, but I can't I can't do that. But I'm still open to do jams. But I do do CDs. You can hit me up um Facebook or Instagram. I, I'll send it right to you and I do USBs, flash drive. Awesome, brother. It was okay. It, it was wonderful to hear your story on the My DJ Story podcast. And everyone, please check out Rhythm Master DJ Russ. He's amazing. You heard his story. And uh, we look forward to working with you more in the future with the club app, man. Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, the club virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from the club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.